You're listening to the Passionate DJ Podcast, episode 16. Welcome to the Passionate DJ Podcast, where it's all about becoming a better DJ through passion and purpose. And now, your host, David Michael. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 16, where we are talking about purpose. You know, we always talk about passion and purpose on the podcast, but passion seems to get addressed more than purpose. And so we wanted to kind of clear that up. What does that mean? What does it mean to be a DJ with purpose? And to that end, I've brought in a panel of passionate DJ friends who uh, will be discussing this issue of purpose, how to be a more purposeful DJ. Before we get to that, I do have a comment from a listener from episode 15, which was all about SoundCloud. This comes from Simon H., and he says, Interesting and informative listen. I'm fully in agreement that SoundCloud had or has a big benefit to the users. However, I have to disagree with many of the points made. I think the issue with SoundCloud for DJs in particular, who have or are still uploading DJ sets, is that they have not taken the time to explain in layman's terms their policies and more importantly, what any new requirements or developments will cover. In this one hour, you've explained more simply than SoundCloud has in any medium. This has been a constant failure by SoundCloud, resulting in them being regarded by the majority of part-time DJs as aloof and arrogant. Rightly or wrongly, that's fact, hence the exodus that is happening and continues to happen. Nobody is disagreeing that the platform was designed for tracks, not mixes, but having allowed mixes for so long, then to be faced with the issues most are now facing, and with little or no communication to the users, also reflected in the poor performance of the site that never seems to be answered when there are technical issues, has led to a lot of these bad feelings. There also seems to be a substantial amount of disparity between the removal and copyright issue as well, insofar as the part-time guys versus the pro DJs. How come the pro DJ's mixes seem largely unaffected, whereas the part-time get hit with instant warnings of account closure? In addition, thinking SoundCloud is not aiming for purely commercial interest is a bit naive in my opinion. Um, By the way, I never said that they didn't have commercial interest. They are a company after all, so just to be clear about that, I do realize that their primary goal is to uh, increase their profit margin if they want to continue existing in the first place. Um, Anyhow, the point of monetization is to make it more attractive to future potential investors and actually to get it to make a profit. Interesting also to note that since Beatport started its streaming service, a number of pro DJs and artists have already removed their tracks from it, a la Spotify, as they are quite rightly not happy about giving their music to listeners for free. As much as we all want to hear and own music, the creators deserve to get paid correctly as otherwise we are in danger of having no commercial benefit to artists as physical sales decline. I hope that in some way, things do work out as there is room for all the platforms in the market to benefit the love of music, which ultimately is what we all want, along with a sustainable industry that rewards the creators first. Keep up the great work, as it's always refreshing to hear quality content. Thank you so much, Simon, for that comment. Yeah, you make a lot of great points, and I do want to make sure that I present all sides of this issue. You know, I'm not married to SoundCloud in any way, but I do enjoy their service. I do host the podcast on their service. Um, They've always treated me well in the past, but I have a lot of people who've been affected by this issue that are close to me who have had content removed all of a sudden that has been sitting up for 
two years that they've never had any trouble with. And understandably, this is causing some concern for them when they've built up a following using that platform. Perhaps there's a lesson there about not having all of our eggs in one basket, but I think part of the trick here is to make sure that we learn how to operate within the parameters of the platforms that have been established, uh, where our audiences are, and right now SoundCloud still is on that list, and I I do believe that they're working on this issue. Uh, But either way, if you want to learn how to really exist within that SoundCloud ecosystem, how to promote yourself, make sure you go back and listen to episode 15 if you haven't already, and then go to Bootyvoked's website, which is in the show notes, and you can download the SoundCloud Bible, which is just chock full of good information on this issue. A couple items of note. Spotify has recently become compatible with Pioneer CDJs and XDJs by means of Algorithms DJ software. So now you can actually use CDJs as a controller like you would in HID mode for Tractor or Serato, but you can use it to control music from Spotify as a source. And the company claims that it pretty much works the way you expect it to with cue points, loops, and that sort of thing. So very interesting to see these streaming services kind of coming in the fold here. Obviously, that comes with its own concerns when it comes to DJing in a live environment, but could also be a game changer for a lot of DJs who have to take a lot of requests and that sort of thing, but want to play on CDJs. At least they can integrate that Spotify sound source uh, using their CDJs, so pretty interesting. Uh, If you want to read more about that, I wrote an article on April 28th called What's Spotify's Role in the Future of DJing? Let's go check that out. Also recently put up a really nice guest post from MK Ultra, which is called Net Labels, the Crate Digger's Secret Weapon. Uh, Net Labels are a sort of, uh, they're like a traditional label, except for they're usually either free or if they are paid, they go the money goes straight to the artist. But most of the time they're free and they're pretty cool, and so he kind of goes over a few of the popular ones and how to find music uh, using net labels. So go check that out as well. Let's get on to our panel discussion on purpose. All right, well, thank you guys for joining us today on the Passionate DJ Podcast. I've been talking about doing sort of a panel discussion, and I wanted to reach out to people kind of in my own network who are friends of Passionate DJ that might have some different perspectives on this issue of purpose. The reason I wanted to bring this up is because, you know, being PassionateDJ.com, I uh, talk a lot about passion, but my, my tagline sort of thing is uh, becoming a better DJ through passion and purpose. And I don't ever, I haven't really addressed the purpose side of that. So what does that mean? What, is, what does it mean to be a, a DJ with purpose? To me, passion is the more emotional side, whereas purpose is more the analytical, logical, getting things done side is kind of how my brain separates it. But I wanted to get your guys' perspectives on this issue because uh, you all have different ways that you have found purpose in this. I would love to hear your guys' thoughts, but the first thing I want to do is kind of go around the horn and just talk about who's who in the zoo, who we have on our panel today. So we can uh, start with you, Casey. You're kind of a veteran to the podcast now, but uh, give us uh, the 30-second overview of you and the DJpreneur. Okay, so um, my whole purpose with the, the DJpreneur is, is actually to help DJs land better gigs through promotion, learning how to brand themselves, and really trying to understand how that they can perceive value in what they do. Really, that's 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 about it. And awesome. And uh, 
Joe, this is uh, what your third time on the podcast, I think. Um, yeah, I'm about done an interview, and we've done co-hosting, <laughs> and now we're on a panel discussion. So everybody pretty pretty much knows you by now. But for any new listeners, tell them about the Dreamers podcast and who you are. Well, th- thank you for having me on this panel. I I, I love do, being a part of pretty much anything and everything I can. Uh, can help out and yeah so dreamers podcast is a a podcast that runs three days a week it interviews inspiring people who are making their dreams come true dave you've been on the show twice now it up to 170 episodes and actually the one year anniversary come uh is may 16th and where i'll be doing a live streaming pajama party from our house uh mm-hmm. with uh mc rich quick who's been on the show before and a whole bunch of stuff to raise money for give kids the world DJ-wise, uh, Adventuratorium came out, it was just over a year ago. It's a mashup of Disney music and hip-hop instrumentals, to, and it tells the story of Up, uh, Pixar's Up. That was a really awesome launch, and I, I really want to get to get some time to do another one. Awesome. So, Kilma, you are new to the podcast, but not new to Passionate DJ. In fact, I'll put in the show notes a link to a uh, pretty awesome article that, that Kilmer wrote recently as a guest post on the site. Um, but you are new to the podcast, so welcome aboard. And tell us a little bit about you and Brand Me Silly and who you are. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. I am Kilma. I run a creative marketing workshop called Brand Me Silly, where I work one-on-one with artists, uh, teaching them about branding themselves and finding their niche, their demographic, and how to creatively market themselves in a way where they're getting authentic, organic followers. I also run an international radio show called The Basement Sessions that I've actually had Casey Lane on, which showcase artists all over the world uh, with quality music. I started it in my basement as The Basement Sessions, and then it kind of expanded from there. So yeah, I DJ, produce, run those workshops, and write helpful articles for DJs. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being a part of the show. You're part of the passionate DJ legacy we're all trying to build now. So it's great to have you aboard. So when uh, when I was kind of writing up the show notes for this episode, I kind of started with what is purpose? What, is, what does the word mean? And so I looked up the definition, and a couple that stood out, one definition was the reason for which anything is done, created, or exists. And then another one says the fixed intention in doing something, determination, as in a man of purpose. So I talk a lot about passion, but when, when I say that I want listeners to become better DJs through passion and purpose, uh, what does that mean to you, Casey Lane? Well, it definitely holds this big thing over my head through my own DJing experience. You know, I kind of kind of got into it, you know, as a hobbyist. And I think that's what most people, I think, in our generation did. They didn't really come out saying, like, oh, I want to be, like, this superstar DJ or such and such and such, because it really wasn't that big yet. Right now, kids are being like, oh, I want to be like that guy, and I want to do this and that and that and that. Fifteen years ago, it was just like, hey, I want to learn how to spin some records, you know, because it looks like a really fun hobby to do. It, it actually took me quite a while to take myself seriously and, and try to think of why am I really doing this? Is it, is it a hobby? Am I, am I going to try to make money off it? Am I going to try to live off of this? So that was like that purpose that actually came into play in my career. It's interesting because a lot of the, the emails and, and messages that I receive from listeners and readers of the Passionate DJ blog, 
a lot of people come in through the my ultimate guide to becoming a DJ is where a lot of my search traffic comes in. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people come in and then they read this article and it I mean it literally goes it's a very broad umbrella article but it it kind of goes over how to get started on the on the path from a top level of becoming a DJ. And it starts with figure out what DJs do and then determine why you want to be a DJ. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that particular article, I address purpose right off the bat. But so many of the messages and emails that I get start like, I read your article on how to become a DJ. It was great. Thank you so much. Now what do I do? And I'm like, well, what do you mean? I mean, I just told you everything that I know <laughs> from a top <laughs> level in one article. And I... I think that that comes from people not either not being very clear on what their purpose is or thinking that my article is only about how to become a superstar. Not everybody is in this for that. Everybody has a, sort of a different purpose. I think those are like really great points, and I get the same thing too with, with readers from the DJpreneur. They're always emailing me back about things like, what do I do next? But I think this you know, when you really come to terms with what your purpose is and why you are actually doing it, that's how you can actually plan a roadmap to what you want to follow. When I see other DJs and they, they're saying like, oh, wow, you have these like amazing gigs and you're doing this, and I'm like, I'm like, yes, this is what I want. I don't want to be traveling. I don't want to be doing this. It doesn't fit with what I want out of DJing. It's really pivotal to know like what is your purpose? What is your why? Why are you doing this? there's not going to be any path for you to follow if you really don't understand why you're doing it in the first place. <laughs> I actually did a speech yesterday um, talking about mindset and being in the right mindset and how important that is because depending on your mindset, you're going to experience things in a completely different way, the exact same situation that every other DJ is dealing with. Yes. And if you're not in the right mindset, you're not going to create that vision, that goal, what's my purpose, who am I, what will people think of when they think of me? So you've got your mindset, you've got your vision, okay, now i got to do my research. What did somebody else do that's in the position I want to be? And then start getting yourself organized, and then actually execute the plan, and refocus, and try not to get distracted by these millions of distractions we've got. So I think it's so incredibly important that you have a vision, a goal, and that mindset, or else, I mean, what are you doing this for? I have artists contact me all the time. Hey, can you do an article on me? And I'm like, well, tell me about yourself. What do you offer? How are you different? What angle should we go at? Oh, um, I don't know. I'm just super sick. Can't you just interview me? <laughs> so, yeah, you need purpose behind who you are and what you're about. Now, see, this is really cool because, so I, I asked Casey what purpose means to her, and she talks about how it affects her lifestyle and her work and, and that sort of thing. And then I ask you, and you say, what do people think of when they think of me? You've got the branding perspective, right? So this, we're getting all these different angles already. So I'm interested, Joe, teach us how to dream. 
<laughs> what does purpose mean to you? How can we use purpose to help accomplish our goals and dreams? You know, when I was getting started with DJing, the, the thing that uh, really spoke to me wasn't so much the club DJs, but it was the performance DJs. You know, going to CZ Trip and RJD2 and, and uh, Shadow and, and seeing these, like, these shows that would eventually become what everybody is, you know, going to these festivals to see. The bigger the light show, the bigger this or that, more projectors, more uh, interaction rather than just going to the club. So for me, like that was like that was the thing, right? That was where it's like, okay, that's where I went ahead. Not necessarily, I don't need to necessarily be like superstar DJ, but this is the kind of stuff that I want to do. I want to perform as an art form, not just as um, mixing music in a club. Um, to your point, David, about how people uh, <laughs> write you emails and say, "That's great. What else you got?" Um, you know, one of my interviews was with a with a very famous Disney guy. He he writes for the Huffington Post also as well. Uh, his name is Jim Hill, and and in his interview, he's like, you know, I write these articles, and some of these articles, um, they take years to craft, like because it's a historical type thing, and people consume it in like ten minutes, and they're like, great, what else you got? And it's like, but but you don't understand, like it took took seven years to get the information right. You know, for history to play itself out, and it, it, it obviously is what he's talking about is related back to Disney. But that now, now, now generation, instant gratification all the time. We're all so used to it, right? Yeah, yeah. Because you know what? I'm going to read your article, and if if I don't see something else on your site, I'm going to go back to Google and I'm going to search something else. But uh, you know, with purpose, you really got to set goals, and uh, they don't have to be huge goals. But um, one of the things for me when I was doing a lot of competitions. I would look at the people that I was going against, right? And a lot of times they were people that was that had been DJing as long as I had been alive, which was um, upwards of 20 years. And I'd be like, you know, if as long as I don't come in last, I'll be I'll be happy, right? Because these guys have been doing it way too long and and all that. So so to me, it's like, hey, I didn't come in last. Hey, I, I came in fifth out of sixth. But you know what? Every single person on that roster that I was going against. You know, they, they've been doing it. I'd only been doing it for like three years at the time. So do you think that it's key to set goals for yourself in like smaller, more digestible chunks? Or do you think it's important to have overarching goals as well? Or is that just too intimidating? No, I think you got to have both. I think that the, the dreaming part comes with the with the overall aspect of it. You know, the, the where, where is it where I would like to go? And that that's the one that can change a lot and often. It's the smaller goals that you're just going to keep adding more and more smaller smaller goals uh, that you can check off because they're easy, right? Get a gig, get you know, get to play somebody's backyard party, and then get uh, a, like a small bar that probably doesn't care who you are, and then get a, a little bit bigger bar and a little bit bigger bar, and before you know it, you're you're just steamrolling. Yeah, I think it's important to to not lose focus of living in the here and now and having those smaller victories that you can claim because um, a lot of what is involved here, this might address address passion a little more than purpose, but there's your attitude really affects how much work you can get done. It affects your efficiency. I think that if your your head is in the right space, it really goes a long way to accomplishing those goals. And I think that accomplishing goals helps put your head in the right space. So it's almost kind of a, a cycle of goal setting and, and winning and, and doing that over and over again. Also not losing sight of the fact that you're not going to win them all. I, I kind of wanted to expand a little bit about what David was saying about celebrating those small victories 
you know, with this whole like DJing scene and even independent artists and stuff, it's such a competitive scene. It's so competitive. Even with like local scenes, it's very competitive and there's there's jealousy, you know, there's people that, you know, might undercut you and there's all these like these shady things going on and it's very hard, you know, to find people that actually want to celebrate these victories with you. Very hard to find other DJs that are like, yes, you got that gig, all right, let's do it. You know, it's very, very rare, I guess I would say, unless you're really close with somebody. That's what I'm like hoping that through the passionate DJ and through what Kilma is doing and what Joe is doing and what we are doing at the, at the DJpreneur is trying to build up that support for each other to, to help you get through those goals, get to those goals that you want. You know, find somebody that's going to help hold you accountable for those little things that you say that you want to do. Are you speaking sort of the context of uh, camaraderie over competition? Definitely. Uh, I wanted to mention that growing up in my local scene, it was awful. There was <laughs> not even just so much, like, competition, but just so much hatred and anger and bullying and when I created the Drum and Bass Girls of Canada, it was because I knew this wasn't the only city dealing with it, but sometimes there was a lot of keep your enemies closer kind of thing, so these people are friends of people they don't necessarily like, and sabotaging their career and telling them, oh yeah, you sound great, you don't have anything to fix, but meanwhile they would stay sounding awful. And the people doing really well, they would try to pit them up against every other person. The reason that don'tkillmavibe.com was so important to me is because I was sick and tired of this hatred and this community of people just after each other. All these new DJs coming up, hearing from jaded DJs that were going through all the same stuff I went through, you know, again, putting the anger right back on them. So I think it's so incredibly important to have these mediums online for people to go to for that support and since I created the blog it's like I'm not saying I made this huge change in my scene but I definitely feel like it was really helpful and it brought a sense of community and now I see other DJs within my scene doing that and it's completely different now here in Winnipeg so you know, it's, it's really interesting you bring that up because I've, uh, I've definitely seen this in Dayton as well, Dayton, Ohio where I'm from and it's I feel really lucky because there are a lot of great things happening in my town now. But I think any town that's had any kind of scene to speak of has had this kind of bad blood thing happen, uh, mm -hmm. seems like, in everybody that I've ever talked to about it. It really sucks because I see all the cool things that Dayton and people in Dayton are doing right now. And I know where it came from and how lucky we are to have a scene at all. Because of certain bad eggs in the scene, there are like entire major towns that won't even talk to us anymore. Uh, Chicago is on that list. We have a hard time with Chicago-based DJs and producers in Dayton because of we had an event where we brought in a bunch of Chicago people and they weren't treated well. Your entire scene gets written off. You know, who's that good for? I mean, it, that's not good for the promoter. It's not good for the, the scene itself. It's not good for the DJ. It's not good for their management company to just write off an entire town. It makes you feel really crappy about it when you're trying to do good things in it. Be the change you want to see in your scene. Absolutely. It seems like the majority of us have a focus problem. And I wanted to ask you, Kilma, 
I mean, either, either we have no focus or we have we focus on too much at once. How do you think that we can gain a sense of direction? Yeah, you're creating your vision, you've done your research, you're getting organized, and then, oh shoot, I'm kind of distracted by other things. Sometimes I work with artists and they want to be really, really good at what they do. So they practice and practice and practice, and they research different equipment, but they don't think about a marketing plan, and they don't worry about networking. And I think that's where people kind of get off track because there's so many moving parts to the industry. If you are cleaning your house and you're trying to do spring cleaning, if you only focus on your bedroom, your dishes are going to start piling up. So people kind of need to learn how to refocus their energy. Okay, you know, I practiced DJing last week. Today I'm going to work on a marketing plan. Tomorrow I'm going to execute some of that plan and, you know, I'll practice on Friday or, you know, just kind of splitting those things up into little pieces and getting back on track, checking in on yourself. All right, so have I done the things that I set out to do this week? And making that plan so that you can go back and make sure you're doing that and holding yourself accountable. So sometimes just finding that direction again is going back to your schedule and seeing what am I doing, what's working, what's not, how can I improve? So everything that we're talking about so far sounds like a whole lot of work, guys. <laughs> do, do you think that there's something to that? I mean, it, it seems that a lot of people get into this for the passion, which is fine. And if you don't want to take that anywhere, if you just if you want to keep that to yourself as a, a form of expression, or you want to use it as uh, to create art or whatever you want to do with it. That's absolutely fine, but then there's this really big demographic of DJs who are super passionate about the music but don't want to put any time or effort in, or the time and effort that they put in is grossly insufficient. Is this really just an issue of laziness, or is it? does it come from a place of ignorance that people don't know how to promote themselves, how to get the word out there, how to score better gigs, how to brand themselves? You know, with the, the focus and the sense of direction, uh, a lot of that comes down to time and effort and willing to uh, willingness to, to put yourself into a calendar and use reminders to do that. I mean, I love love the idea uh, what Kilma said about, like, actually setting aside time. It's like, okay, today I'm going to practice and tomorrow I'm going to work on the PR. Not like I'm going to work on PR for, like, 10, 15 minutes and then bounce back and forth between, you know, practicing and, and not really setting that dedicated time. To, uh, to make that happen. When it comes to uh, you know where to go, what to do, it really depends on what direction you want to head. If you want to head into the you know head into the clubs, well then you need to set an awful lot of time aside and start going to the clubs and start making friends with the bartenders and making friends with the people who work the door and then they'll introduce you to other people and that's how you get names and that's how you build the whole network and and so it's one of the reasons why I don't you know go out and do the DJ scene anymore because I, I, I really just don't want to be out till two three in the morning every not every night but a lot of nights uh, and see but you're using that to to create uh, I'll say product but you know something like adventuretorium where you're creating something that is part of your, you know, DJ legacy and you're you're coming at it from a different perspective than wanting to play nightclubs. So your purpose is different than uh, somebody who might email me asking how to get better gigs, for example. And and like I said, do it, you want to get better gigs, you got to you got to invest the time into people learning people's names and 
And and by the way, I think uh, if I can make a suggestion that's kind of correlates with that, it's important to get these contacts and, and build these relationships with people, but actually the best way to do that is to build actual friendships with, with people instead of kind of like Kelman was talking about earlier where they kind of just did it because it was on their to-do list, like I'm supposed to talk to blah, blah, blah if I want to become known in this scene. I've had a lot better success with actually becoming friends with people who have the same mindset as me as far as how I think that events should run, how I think that we should treat our local scene and all that sort of thing, and align myself with them because we have that in common. And so that spawns its own friendship, and then you're all doing it for the right reasons. Casey, you recently wrote an article that talked about dream stealers, okay? These just kind of negative, life-sucking vampire people that we all have in our life, uh, whether we like to admit it or not. How do we kind of maintain focus when we're surrounded by that sort of negativity? You know, that it's always hard. Uh, coming from personal experience, I like how Joe is like, give him, give him the one, too. But what happens when it's your mom? Just, just, just. <laughs> <laughs> like what happens? You know what happens when it's your like boyfriend, or what happens when it's your like best friend? Not it's, always that black and white. It's, no, it's black not, and blue. <laughs> yeah, it'll turn black and blue. So it is. A, you know, it's a very, very tricky thing to work with. But the best way to do it is to, you know, acknowledge that those that person, especially if they're very close to you, acknowledge their thoughts. And then, you know, don't argue with them. Just say, thank you, I really appreciate you, you know, saying what you need to say. And then just keep your mouth shut and get back to business. <laughs> Have you had any situations where you've dealt with that sort of conversation, but say at a gig, either with a patron or a promoter or another DJ, where you've just had that, and anybody can answer this, by the way, but where you've just had that, that butting heads. I mean, is there any way to handle I that? I get it pretty like indirectly, and not, not so much anymore. I've only been in Singapore for five years, and when I first like started DJing here, like people would like brush me off to the side, or you know I would go into I'd be maybe like the third DJ warming up for like the headliner of a party, and like I wouldn't get like the same respect like other DJs would get. You know, I didn't know if it was like maybe because I was new or you know new to the scene or if it was a female. So, you know, I, I didn't combat it or anything. I just tried to be as cool as I could be because I knew eventually one day people would realize like, hey, she's actually a pretty nice chick. You know? <laughs> really, the only time I've ever had up front, but you know, I spend like with my family as well. Like when I told my mom I was like DJ, and she's just like, what? Come on, you know, get back to gymnastics, you know, get a real job. <laughs> so I ran into, I used to run into this a lot more than I do now. But I had a guy that is well established and doing really well for himself come in there and try to give me a bunch of uh, advice, we'll call it that. And uh, literally he's just like, you know, if you want people to take you seriously, you shouldn't even show your face. Because, you know, women, they're wow. so distracting. And I decided, you know what? I'm just going to take this as an opportunity. I'm just going to bottle this anger up into an article. And I made the four types of DJs. And I and we got it on uh, digital DJ tips. And it went number one for last year. So a lot of the times that 
that crap that happens turns into content on my website, which <laughs> creates more fans, authentic fans that are on the same page as me because, yeah, not everybody is going to agree with the way I brand myself, and that's totally cool. But if you don't like me because I have, like, pink or red hair, then I probably don't need you as a fan anyways. So so this all kind of comes down to, like, being a professional, right? I mean, that's what, if you, if you want, you can have all the passion in the world, but you need that professional side if you want to advance career-wise. If passion addresses the emotional side, purpose addresses this um, professional or analytical side, or however you want to present it, logical side, Casey, you're the DJpreneur. How can being a professional help us to feed our passion? What what do we net by learning how to present ourselves professionally? The best DJ in the world isn't going to be the person making the most money, or it's not going to be the person that practices the most, or the person that understands you know how to brand themselves the most. It's not going to be the person who posts so much on Facebook. There's got to be a way for you to figure out what you are giving to people. You need to find out what your value is, and you need to match that with what the world needs. And you know, as a DJ, we can do that in so many ways. You know, we, what problem are you solving? Yeah, exactly. And that is exactly what you need to figure out. What are you solving as a DJ? You know, and I really love how Joe is kind of like off the whole like club circuit because he's he's got it. He's found his his thing, you know, and he and he's going with it. And that's what people like I actually want to go to this what is it? Planet Adventurio. I want to I want to go. I want to see it. I want to experience that. So, you know, it's it's really putting all those things together to actually find your value. Yeah, so many people, yeah. Sorry, I was just going to say, so many people tend to uh, emulate their heroes or their peers instead of finding what works for them. Like, what, what do I have to bring to the table here? What can I contribute to this thing that I love? Yeah, and, and you know, that, that it does take time. You know, a lot of people, I think that is their, their big question is not just how do I do this, but what is it that I am? Who am I? And Kilma said the same thing. It's finding about who you are and what your talents are, what your gifts are, and really expanding that and offering that out into the world. We talked about goals earlier, and Kilma had a great quote in an article she wrote recently that said, not having a goal in mind is like running up and down a soccer field kicking a ball with nowhere to score. Kimla, how do we how do we put those soccer goals on the field rather than wasting our time kicking the ball around? How do we get serious about our goals? How do we systematize that? How do we actually get into this mindset of creating goals? Oh, that is such a good question. I feel like there's like 50 parts to that. The passion planner is definitely <laughs> extremely helpful to brainstorm. Okay, what is it I want? Okay, well, I want to be a famous DJ. Okay, well, what do famous DJs have? Well, they're touring all the time. Okay, well, how do I get the touring? Well, I get that interest. Well, how am I getting the interest? Well, I'm offering something nobody else is. Okay, well, what am I good at? What can I offer that nobody else is offering? And doing your research, what are those people doing? The mindset is tricky because I feel like that's an emotional journey, right? If you've got a lot of things going on in your life, Maybe you're using music as a distraction, or maybe you're using music as a way to um, enrich your life. 
I think that you need to go within yourself and figure out what your passions are. And maybe that is experimenting. Maybe that's trying out different equipment. Um, I thought I was just going to do the DJ thing and that was that. And now I'm teaching DJs. And that, how did that come around? You know, oh, well, I didn't know how to do something, so I learned. And then people started asking me, so I taught them. And then eventually I was like, I should monetize. Why am I doing this for free? I'm really damn good at this. Yeah, so, that's right. It can be trial and error, but definitely go to the drawing board. Write down what it is you want in your life, what that looks like, so that you can break those down into smaller and smaller things that you can accomplish every day. And I think that helps motivate people. I'm so glad that Casey Lane sent me that passion planner because that's exactly what it teaches. You know, you got your goal in the middle, and then you've got like this web of, okay, well, what do I need to accomplish to get that goal? And how do I get those little goals? And how do I get to those littler goals? So yeah. you want to tell us a little bit about that passion planner? This thing is like the best thing I've ever bought in the whole wide world. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just like a planner. But what it does is, so at the beginning, it makes you, you have to do like big ass mind map. Oh, wow, okay. And you put on, like, everything you want to accomplish in life. And then each month, you have to tackle one one thing and then make other, like, actionable steps through it and prioritize everything. And then you plan it out through the month. And it just, it's, it's amazing. And it's for, like, personal DJing stuff, for my work stuff, for my kids stuff. And it's just, like, bam, everything's right there. And I think that's a big... Uh, uh, kind of like we talked about earlier, Joe, where we take all these things and break them down into what can I accomplish right now? What can I accomplish today? What can I accomplish in the next hour? Not just in the next week, the next month, or in my whole life. People want to live out here in the cloud and look at everything from this top-down perspective, and they don't realize that down here, you know, boots on the ground, there's stuff that needs to get done. And when you don't take action, you have all the passion in the world, but you're not going to get anywhere with it can't just ignore these ignore yourself into success I guess <laughs> life rewards action absolutely yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of was thinking about this uh, before the show and I was like what would the formula for like becoming a DJ with purpose what would that formula look like and it's actually really simple um, passion plus action yes yeah, great Passion is the feeling, but what about what are you going to do about it? There's kind of two sides to purpose too. I, I broke it down into there's there's your kind of personal purpose and then your professional purpose. So what I mean by that is your personal purpose would be asking yourself questions like why do I do this? Why am I doing this? Um, is is DJing exciting or satisfying for me? How is my craft serving others? What kind of gigs do I love? How can I make more gigs like that happen? That sort of thing addresses your personal purpose. But then there's this, I, I separate professional purpose from that. How do, you, how do you want to advance your career specifically? Just I'm using career as an umbrella term here. So you might ask yourself questions like how does this gig or action or whatever, how does it further my career? Uh, what am I naturally good at? Kilmer, I think you talked a little bit about that too, you know, finding your your niche, if you, I know Casey hates the word, but, um, you know, what can I do with my time that's important? Uh, what needs need to be filled, and how can I fill those needs? Those all require a lot of verbs. So, Joe, I wanted to ask you, 
you've been doing the Dreamers podcast for a while now, and on there you've interviewed like what 150 people or thereabouts at the time of this recording. All these are people who are living their dream or they're actively pursuing their dreams, right? Out of all those people, do you notice any common traits amongst those who are able to to succeed in like driving those goals home? Are there any commonalities between those people that you've interviewed? Well, uh, most of them have have a support network uh, of some sort, whether they, you know, whether it's their family or whether it's uh, outside where they had to go and, and find those people online, like whether it was through Facebook groups or or something like that. And I think that's a, an important thing for for DJs to try to try to join is, is Facebook groups that uh, are actually supportive. Um, because just because you know, just because you're you're in your local scene and, and people aren't supportive there doesn't mean that people aren't supportive at all. And and being able to connect with people that aren't in your scene, there's less likeliness of competition and, and being super competitive is like you know I can't be excited for you, David, because that's one less gig that I could get. But <laughs> but, yeah, but, totally. but that's so short-sighted, right? Because if I if I'm friends with you, David. Eventually, you're going to get more gigs, right? Because you're you're doing something that I'm not doing, and you might have uh, two gigs you on the same day, and you can't do both. And now you have a friend named Joe that hey, I'm gonna pass pass that over to uh, to Joe because I, you know, he's been a good friend, and we've had this relationship, and we've known each other for a while. I trust his work. I don't mind recommending him, you know, at a later date. So it's really short-sighted to be like super uh, petty and competitive over just you know one gig or two gigs or, or whatever it is, unless the person's a jerk. Now, if David was a jerk, I wouldn't be here, obviously. <laughs> but people have to own their own visions, and and that's the that's the thing, right? So in, in Casey's uh, case, it's like she told her mom, like, hey, I want to be a DJ, right? Well, well, at that point, you were owning your own vision, right? You you believed in it enough that you were willing to and had the bravery to tell somebody else about it, um, and it and it being your mom. Um, that's, I mean, in my case, it's tough because I, the way my family is. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it's, it's something that if you if you can believe in it enough, and then usually a lot of these guys or or girls, uh, they're usually married, and they have somebody that's like they're in it to win it no matter what. So so that having that that uh, spouse or that partner that believes in you, so it's like okay, I'm not crazy, or at least crazy to the point where I'm the only one that thinks this is a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Guys, does anybody else have anything that they want to address on the subject of purpose? I'm just going to kind of leave the floor open here. I like uh, I like what Joe was saying about you know having a partner or somebody in your life that really supports what you're doing. I've been in relationships where they don't really support what I'm doing, and they're like, "When are you going to get a real job?" And can I just say how unbelievably amazing and enriched my life is since? Being in a relationship with somebody that not only fully supports what I'm doing, but is like such an amazing person. He inspires me to want to do more in what I'm doing, even though he's like in construction. You know, like he's just, he's so driven and he has dreams and goals and he is super structured and organized, unlike me. (laughs) More recently, until, you know, having him in my life. So it makes 
an incredible difference when you surround yourself with like-minded people that are driven in ways that inspire you. You know, I never really thought about it, but I, I guess that would be a common theme. I don't want to be presumptuous here, but a common thing amongst the four of us is that we all seem to have pretty supportive partners and people that we live with that even if they're, they might not even completely understand what we're doing or be as passionate as we are, but they all let us do our thing. They all support us and encourage us, and you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, it can make all the difference in the world. Sometimes they have to believe in it more than than you. <laughs> I mean, there's times, yes. uh, you know, there's times where I I've want to you know crawl up on the couch and and just be like, what am I doing? You need somebody who's like, no, this is okay. You have to sometimes take a step back and and because you're too close to the situation, and say, okay, how how can I market this better to my partner so that they understand and they can be support like genuinely supportive rather than just like, oh yeah, that's awesome. You know, I hope that goes well. Um, sometimes that's the family response, right? It's like, yeah, well, I, good luck. I, you know, I'm really proud of you for doing this. Um, <laughs> well, Casey brought this, brought this up earlier where, you know, she talked about sometimes it's the people that are close to you that kind of give you this negative energy. Um, and they might not even mean to do it, you know, but it's just something that happens. And a lot of it comes from a place of concern, but it ends up being uh, a bit of a dream squasher, I guess. You need to have that person there that's going to support you and bring you back into the mind frame that allows you to, to have success. I think that we're all actually pretty lucky to have ended up with people that let us do our thing and are excited for us about it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Is, is really cool to me because it, it's just one more way to show how this kind of positive interaction and, you know, like setting goals for yourself and then accomplishing them and how that can inspire the people that are in your direct network to do other things. And it just, it ends up being this kind of pyramid of like building each other up rather than tearing each other down, which is what happens when you get into these like, you know, negative interactions with these shady people that shows that you just deal with because they're the gatekeeper and you're supposed to talk to them. It, it makes a world of difference to just to build your network with people who think the way you do and follow that that golden rule. Set an example. I, I hate using that term because it sounds pretentious, but you know what I mean. Like to to just do your own thing and be an inspiration to somebody so that they can turn around and be an inspiration to you. Absolutely, and refocus that energy onto yourself. We have to realize that a lot of the times this drama is just a distraction for them. Mm -hmm. They don't want to do the work, so what do they do? They distract themselves with us, and they try to distract us with their distraction. This is great stuff, guys. Does anybody want to add anything to the idea of uh, being a DJ with purpose, taking action, setting goals? No, I actually wanted to, uh, to mention... Like, I have, like, a Facebook group that I've been growing for a while now. David, I don't know if you're in that. I know Kilma's in it. I started it as, like, a DJ Jobs group. You know, I, I would go around and I would do, like, tons of sh searches for, like, DJ Jobs or whenever I heard, like, a DJ job available. I would just, like, post it right in there. And, you know, it's starting to, to have a little bit more engagement where pe other people are trying to help each other out. It's something that isn't really found in the DJ community on Facebook. I've, I've done, I've been in so many Facebook groups for DJs and they're all like, look at my track, listen to my track, you know, blah, 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 where there's like barely any engagement. And, you know, that's one of my rules in, the, in that group 
is don't post anything promotional. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and I delete it if it is, you know, one of those tracks or, or you know, if it's not relevant or I don't think people are going to find value for it. Um, and I think, like, the people in there really appreciate that. We need more of those little groups within the, the you know, if it's not Facebook, somewhere else. I know Digital DJ Tips has an excellent forum. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's a really great place for veteran DJs and you know, newbie DJs that are asking questions, and it's very positive. It's Everybody understands that you don't start as a superstar. Everybody sucked at the beginning. Everybody didn't know what to do at the beginning, and these types of groups and forums are great places for people that are, are trying to find that. Can you see that group that you started, is that, uh, is that a publicly available group or is that a yes. sort of private thing? Yes, it's a public, uh, publicly available group. Okay, um, would I you mind to send me the link? I, yeah, I would definitely will send you the link. Okay, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll put the link to the, uh, the group in the show notes if, if you like. Oh, that would be great. I would love to have people okay. in there. The more the more people helping each other out, the better. I think that's what it that's what it's all about. Well, guys, I wanted to end on a quote. Uh, there's a guy, author Abraham Maslow. He's usually credited for the the popular quote: uh, "If all you have is a hammer, everything begins to look like a nail." I think is how it goes. But he has a different quote, which goes: "If you deliberately plan on being less than you are capable of being, then I warn you that you'll be unhappy for the rest of your life." So the passion part addresses the happiness. The purpose addresses the rest. What actions are you going to take now to get where you want to be, to get to what your purpose or your purposes are? I say purpose, but it, it doesn't have to be a singular purpose. Like, I want to have a residency, or I want, I want to play in a visa, or I, I want to be a superstar. I mean, there, there are plenty of purposes that I have plenty of reasons that I'm a DJ and my reasons are different than Joe's and so you know it, it's it, this whole episode is not dedicated to finding some tagline for yourself that one sentence that says I want to be blank you know this is a this is an entire mindset how to drive your passion somewhere before we sign off, I want to, well, first of all, I want to talk about the next episode of the Passion DJ podcast, which is going to be, it's just just for fun show, and it's all about bad gigs. It's just bad gig stories. So I, I sent out a, an email to my uh, VIP list, which is sort of the Passionate DJ newsletter. Uh, go to passionatedj.com forward slash VIP if you'd like to sign up for that because I only opened this up to them and like my personal network. And I just wanted to hear you hear your stories and uh, hope, hope that some of them are, are humorous. I know some of them are funny, some of them are sad, some of them are, make you a little mad. Uh, Casey sent one in that's hilarious. I can't wait to share that one. Um, I really look forward to that and before we sign off I just wanted to uh, go back around the loop here starting with Casey and give your final thoughts and where we can get in touch with you well um, my final final thoughts and I love that equation you know with passion plus action is where you know is where you're gonna find anything that you want in life not just with DJing I always say this like there's no cue button for success like we're not going to be able to sink 
you know, our lives, our personal lives, with our DJing lives. You know, we need to work through that. We need to we need to understand the dynamics of every relationship we have in order for it to work together. So that's my final thoughts, and I would love for everybody to come check out the um, DJpreneur. I've been working my ass off on a lot of really fun treats for people, particularly the EPK creation. I've been teaching people how to do EPKs, and coming up, what date is that? May 12th, I will be hosting a free webinar on how to create your own interactive EPK. That's the one with the really snazzy links, um, the buttons that go to different pages, and people can do this with a free trial of Adobe InDesign. So I would love for to see everybody's face there. Guys, I've been eyeballing Casey's EPK stuff, and it's on point. She's going nuts with it. So definitely, if you're wanting to put together any kind of press kit, go check out the DJpreneur. And will you spell that for our listeners in case they're not entirely sure? T-H-E-D-E-E-J-A-Y-P-R-E-N-E-U-R.com. Excellent. And Joe from the Dreamers Podcast, your final thoughts and where can we get in touch with you? So uh, the most important thing, like, I mean, I just wrote a whole book, and the central theme was uh, be yourself. And uh, it's it, it really, you're going to attract the people that you want around you. It's, it, takes a lot, it takes time, right? Um, it takes a lot more time, but you're going to find that the value that you get from being yourself is infinitely better than just being uh, fake to make the people around you happy. You can find me uh, right here, uh, JoePardo.net. takes you to like all the projects, Adventuratorium's there, other DJ mixes I've done's there. Um, my book, you can get that uh, from there as well. Um, you can get the Dreamers podcast at howtodream.co. And, yeah. Uh, I also, oh, uh, something that might be interesting for the people listening to this, if you're interested in podcasting or blogging, I run a series called Let's Talk Blogging Tips or Let's Talk uh, podcasting tips. If you go to Facebook to search and type in let's uh, with an apostrophe s talk and then podcasting or blogging tips, you I'm pretty sure it's not private, but it might be set to private. Uh, if you want, just message me on Facebook and uh, I'll I'll send you an invite. And I I join about every other one of those meetings and and they're uh, super helpful. It's uh, just a, a handful of people all talking about uh, their blogging and podcasting tips, and a lot of DJs have plenty of reasons to do that. So definitely check that out, and hopefully uh, we'll see each other on there. Yeah, um, definitely. Uh, Joe, uh, I wanted to see if I could sneak an answer out of you. Are you working on your next DJ project yet to, uh, <laughs> to come after Adventuratorium? Uh, I have two in the in the thought process. One, I have already stripped the the music or the actually the soundtrack for the movie that I want to do next. But I might divert to another certain uh, cold weather movie that everybody loves to sing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, my kids are gonna love it. <laughs> And Kilma, give us your final thoughts and tell us about what you've got going on. You've got some great uh, articles floating around out there that people need to see, so tell us all about it. Thank you. All right, so final thoughts. Get yourself into the right mindset or else all this other stuff isn't going to make any sense to you. 
there's a lot of misconceptions. You see a DJ coming up in the scene and you don't realize that they're working extremely hard and they're going through all the same crap you're going through. So get into the right mindset and if you want to learn about that, go to Digital DJ Tips uh, article on the four types of DJs. Because if you feel really jaded, you feel like you're always a victim and people are always screwing you over, then you're not really in the right mindset to start doing the planning. So, um, Or maybe you're just this happy hobbyist and you don't really take it that seriously. I write a lot of articles on my website, don'tkillmavibe.com. That's D-O-N-T-K-I-L-M-A vibe.com. Email me at beats at kelmanmusic.com with questions. All of my links are on my website. So if you want to shoot me a message on Facebook, you can do that way, Twitter, whatever. It's all there. And I can answer your questions um, on the website. You're usually actually creating more content for me. If you're looking to network and get yourself out there, I also run the basement sessions, which you can host from your city. So my suggestion, send me an email with your press kit and your latest mix and why you think that you'd be a great fit to uh, host the show. So lots of different uh, things I just said in there, but don'tkillmavibe.com has everything, including the <coughs> workshops that I do and will be offering one-on-one -on -one online. So visit, visit Joe's website, figure out how to get serious about your goals, then visit Casey and figure out how to put together your press kit, and then visit Kilma and host a session of basement sessions. Got it all planned out right here. <laughs> Guys, this was awesome. Thank you so much for being here, being a part of the show today. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us today for episode 16. Episode 17 is it's a just-for-fun show, and it's all about bad DJ gigs. It's just going to be a lighthearted show. There's a lot of stories people are sending in. It's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, by the time you, that you hear this, it'll probably be too late to submit your own story. So what you need to do is go to PassionateDJ.com, go in that sidebar, sign up, add your name and your email address to the VIP list, and then you will be on my mailing list where um, future offers like that will be made as well as receiving some great stories inspiration and tips straight into your inbox no spam so go and sign up and we will see you for episode 17 guys take care and we'll see you next time thanks for listening to the passionate dj podcast at www.passionatedj.com Check out the fan page at facebook.com slash passionate DJ or on Twitter at DJ with passion. And always remember to keep on spinning. <laughs>